The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I heard from the Tolner Rebbe Shlita, Rav Weinberg. He had a Zayd, the old Tolner Rebbe. He lived in Bayit Vagan, Bayit Vagan Yerushalayim. And it was 11 o'clock at night, and a boy came into him from Yeshiva. And the boy says he needs a place to sleep. The old Tolner Rebbe was known, and people would come to his house from everywhere. He needs a place to sleep. So he says, what happened? He says, the mashgiach of the yeshiva caught him doing something wrong. And he threw him out and he said, you can't even sleep tonight uh, at the yeshiva. You have to leave. Go home. So I don't have a place to sleep because he doesn't let me be in the dormitory. So uh, the to- old Tolner Rebbe was an Altayid in his 80s. He says, come. Let me get the mashgiach. We're going to visit the mashgiach. So they go to the mashgiach's house, the supervisor of the yeshiva. And he knocks on the door. It's already 11.30 at night. It's close to midnight. And the man comes out in pajamas. And the Tolner Rebbe has the boy. He doesn't want the bacha to be there because uh, either he's put him outside, he kept him in his house. I don't know exactly. And what happened was he turns to Mashiach and he says, I have a question. You threw out this and this boy uh, from the yeshiva? He says, yeah. He says, Rebbe, you know, you know, you know what happened? I'll tell you what. And he tells him a story. Yeah wasn't a nice thing. He says, he says, I understand. He says, and where did you expect him to sleep tonight? He says, it's not my problem. He's out of yeshiva. He says, One second. When does the last bus leave Bayad Vagan to be able to go to other neighborhoods? Do you know? He says, 8.30. So he says, you throw him out later. Where is he supposed to sleep tonight? Boy needs a bed. He says, it's not my ASIC. It was too dangerous to keep him in the dormitory because of his spiritual situation. So he says, and you went into pajamas today, tonight. He says, yeah. And you're about to go to sleep. He says, yeah. He says, so explain this to me. You threw a boy out of his bed tonight and you could still put on pajamas and go to sleep. How does that work? You don't want him in the dormitory. Get out and walk around with him the whole night. Go walk around. Buy the gun. Take him on a walk through the park. Stay up with him. He doesn't belong in the dormitory. You get into pajamas. I don't understand you. I don't understand you. Mashgiach, to his credit, said, you're right. I have to do tshuva. And he apologized. The Talmud Rebbe said, when his Zaydah died, this man came to, 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 to the Mashgiach, came to the Shiva, and to his credit, he told over the whole story about himself. <laughs> he told the story about himself. They tell a story about one of the great Hasidic masters, that uh, he was seeing people. And uh, when people would come out, come in, come out, come out, so after each few people, he called in his assistant, and he took off his uh, his frack, his uh, his kapota, and it was soaking wet. And he asked him to bring him a change of clothes. And finally, at some point, this man says, Why are you sweating so much? Well, what have you been doing? You're not working out. You're sitting in your office meeting people. And he responded to him, and he said something very powerful. He said... In the past few hours, dozens of people came to see me. 
each of them poured out his soul and asked for my assistance. In order for me to be able to understand what these people were saying, I had to take off my clothes and put on their clothes. Because if I would be sitting in my clothes, I couldn't even understand what they're talking about. So I had to put on their clothes in order to listen to them. When they finish speaking, I now have to respond. But if I'm wearing their clothes, I can't respond because they're the ones who came with the problem and I also have that problem. So I have to take off their clothes and put on my clothes and respond from my perspective to be able to guide them. But then they have another question. So I have to again take off my clothes and put on their clothes. And then when I want to answer, I have to be able to see it from a larger perspective. So I have to put on my clothes. And so in the last hour I have changed my clothes hundreds of times. If you would be changing your clothes on and off hundreds of times, they would also be sweating. And if this is true with spiritual clothes, do you know how much more difficult it is with psychological clothes, emotional clothes, spiritual clothes? That's why, that's why I'm sweating. There was the famous Sadiq of Yerushalayim, you've heard of him, Reb Aryeh Levin. you heard of Reb Aryeh Levin. He was a, an extraordinary figure. He passed away in 1969. He was known as the Tzaddik of Jerusalem, and he would visit all the prisoners under the British mandate in the 40s. He was known, and for years, till his death in the 50s and 60s, he would go to prisons and visit Jewish prisoners. He was a very warm Jew. And Rabbi Ariel Levin was once walking on the street in Jerusalem, and he had a former student who completely abandoned the Jewish way of life. Rabbi Ayer Levin was a tall man in spirit, but a very short man in height. So you could see him walking in the streets of Yerushalayim, and he's walking, he would walk fast, and he had a student who completely left Yiddishkeit. So uh, he saw his old Rebbe coming, uh, coming against him, and he felt awkward. He liked him, but he felt awkward, you know, because the way he looked. So he decided to cross... Uh, to cross the street, you know, you ever do that when there was still enough space, so you don't have to, you don't have to get into a conversation. Reb Aryeh saw that. So he went after him, and he caught up to him, and he says, Shalom Aleichem, I'm so happy to see you, but I saw that you avoided me. Please be honest with me, you can be honest with me. Why would you want to avoid me? So he says, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm very embarrassed to see you because I don't have a uh, yarmulke on my head. And I didn't want to bump into you without a yarmulke, so uh, that's why I did it. Anyway, here I am anyway without a yarmulke because you bumped into me. But I was trying to avoid the awkwardness. And he looked at him and he said, my dear student, don't you realize I am a very short man? I can only see up to your heart. <laughs> that's all I can see. And that student shared that. It not only left an impact on him, it transformed him. Rabbi Eleven was a very, very big Yerushalayim. He was known as the Tzaddik of Yerushalayim. He cared about Ayamulka. But he wanted to see the person. And he let the person know that he's seeing him. I'm a short man. I only see up to people's hearts. I don't see anymore. Sorry. For this, I have to be able to peer deeply into a person, appreciate the individual, appreciate their experiences, their backgrounds, where they are today, where they're coming from, what they have been through, 
what their fears are, what their struggles are. They may be making wrong decisions. These symptoms of leprosy are not good symptoms. The Torah is not saying they're good. But the Torah is saying before you deem this person impure, you have to understand who the person is and make sure this is what's going to rehabilitate and heal the person from this state. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.